The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hey guys, welcome to the show. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. I'm your host David Williams. I've got with me today my co-host, Mr. Sam Bruski. Sam, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. How you doing today? Doing all right. Not not as good as I was Sunday, coming mm. off of the uh, the Nets win, but yeah. still doing okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're, we're not a lot, really. It's a slow week for the Grizzlies. We're going to talk about the uh, Grizzlies Lakers matchup. Because the Grizzlies are not playing that many games this week. They had the one game Sunday. We've already covered that one. And then they had the Lakers. And then they play at home, back at home against Phoenix on Saturday. So we'll get you another cast for the Phoenix game later on. But today we're going to cover the Grizz-Lakers and kind of our takeaways from the game, what we liked, what we disliked. And we're going to throw a couple little small things in there, see what you guys think about them. So we'll start off the box score. The Lakers beat the Grizzlies 120 to 91. Sam, did you get to watch this game? I did. They started off looking pretty good and then it was just like the wheels fell off after that. It was kind of Yeah, they um I got to watch it bits and pieces. The game was playing while I was at work. So, um any chance that I got to fire up the Grizz app to get the game playing on my phone, I was doing it. Um, but I didn't, I turned it on in the first quarter, right at the end of the 15 to two run, the Grizzlies were up 15 to two and I got to watch it there for a couple minutes and see where it just kind of made a hard turn. Mm. Not that I thought that the Grizzlies were going to blow the Lakers out by any stretch of the imagination, but they started off strong and I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to play good against better competition. The the Grizzlies are going to get it together. They know it's better competition. They're going to step it up. How great would it have been if they would have beat them, though? Oh, my goodness. That would have been fantabulous. Oh, man. I would have been so excited. Like, we have a a, a good friend, Sam and I. We, have, we share the same friend, and he's a massive Lakers fan. And he's one of the obnoxious fans that you just <laughs> want to chop in the throat. Obnoxious whenever. is a good word. Yeah, and so if the Grizzlies would have beaten the Lakers. It would have been just the best thing ever for us to be able to rub it in his face. Hi, your your championship team just got beat by a young Grizzlies just team. Just got smoked. That would have been grand. Yeah, but unfortunately, he got to do all the crap talking after this mm-hmm. game. So I'm going to cover just a little bit of what the Grizzlies done from the field, and we're going to talk about each of these a little bit and uh, and then move on. The Grizzlies just were awful from the field. They shot 31 of 95 for a 32% clip. Shooting 32% from the field is not going to win many ball games. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to win any. They're going to lose. Yeah, and, and obviously there, there were other things that attributed to it. The, the Lakers – Let's just be honest. They're just a better team. That team is is built to compete for a championship right now. You have two of arguably the top five NBA players in the league right now on the same team and a decent supporting cast. I don't think they're they're not super deep. They've got some injuries going on right now when they get guys like Rondo back. They get that add a little more depth to that team. But um, just 
in all reality, the Grizzlies are not built to compete with those guys right now. And so starting off the game and run, you know, running up the 15 to two run looking good. I'm like, okay, all right. But then, you know, it, it just quickly turned around from there and Anthony Davis lived on the free throw line. So it was just a, um, kind of what I expected from this game, to be honest. So, you know, we, we took the 32% from the field is not good. The Grizz shot 7 of 34 from deep at 20%. You, you've got to get that up. And that has been a struggle. They struggled all year last year with it. The Grizzlies were not a good three-point shooting team last year. And so far this season, it's looking like that's going to be the same thing. Even though they, they made some moves, they signed Goodrich, Goodrich, which I see him getting a lot of crap on social media. They need to they need to cut him. They need to get rid of him. Yada yada yada. I might have mentioned that as well. Yeah, <laughs> same as a hater. If if your name if you play for the Grizzlies and your name is not JV, Sam doesn't like it. He's just a hater like that. It's it's what he does. It's not a hundred percent true. <laughs> but. You know the the Grizzlies signed Gudrich to a two year deal, and they're not paying him a ton of money. I think he's getting two million dollars a year, slightly over two million Just a year. Two million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> well, on. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, two no, million dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But compared to NBA contracts, two million is That's not a ton of money. But in the Euro League, Gudrich is a career forty percent guy from the three point line. Goodness. And and last year he shot forty seven percent in the Euro League. I realize that there's a change of pace. I realize that the Euro League is not the NBA. But if you can shoot, you can shoot. And I feel like that's gonna translate. And if you look at guys that came over from the Euro League, um, I I don't have a ton of examples, but Tony Kukoc is the one that comes to mind for me. That's a good example. When he came over. And he was playing for the Bulls. He wasn't straight out of the gate killing the game. He was he was a veteran at that point. He'd been playing for a while. But because of the pace change, it took him a little bit to adapt. And so for all the people that are ready to just like pack up shop and send Gudrich running, I'm I'm not there, guys. I'm you know, if a guy can shoot 47% from range, even if it's in the Euro League, which the Euro League is a pretty solid league, I would say maybe like second tier to the NBA. You know, you got the NBA and then Euro League is probably sitting there on top of uh, of any of the other ones, you know, arguably. Mm -hmm. I agree it, with that. So I, I'm just not – I'm not on board with uh, sending him down the road. I think that they need to give it a little bit of time, let him adjust to the speed. I think he'll come around because he he showed some he showed me some things in the preseason that I really liked, and I think that he will come around. He did look good in preseason. I won't deny that. Yep. So the the rebound category rebounding is always a big thing, and I think. In the majority of games, the teams that wins rebounding is going to win the game, and the Grizz got out rebounded in this game. But it wasn't they; it wasn't a landslide. In the size difference, the Lakers uh, in the parts of the game that I got to watch, they were running out big guy. They run out big lineups. You had, you had Anthony Davis, a seven footer, at the four, 
And then you had um, Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard were on the floor together quite a bit uh, of the the game that I got to watch. Um, and again, I was at work, so I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I was just getting to catch bits and pieces of it. They had McGee out there too. They they were running all their bigs. It was uh, that lineup is uh, <laughs> that's scary. It is, man. It really is. You know, the the Grizzlies just didn't have the size to compete with that. Brandon Clark is a you know he showed that he's going to be a good NBA player. I believe that he has, and he he just doesn't have that size. Can he hold his own against those guys? Sure, but when you're running, you know we have Valanciunas on a minutes restriction, and then Jaron Jackson, man. The the fouls just keep piling up for him. That is just sad. Those that those that that statement right there is just you got JV minute restriction. You got Jaron who's hitting people. He just can't stay out of trouble. It's ins- it, that right there. You're you're you lose. You lose. Yeah, you've got to have those guys. JV and Jaron Jackson are the two best Grizzlies. You have to have them on the floor to win the game. And you can argue John ja Morant. Ja's a rookie. He still has to he, – he's got to develop. But outside of those three, I don't think that there's an argument about anybody else on that team. If anybody argues with you about that, they're dumb. <laughs> I wasn't going to push it that far. But well, I'll it, push it that far. <laughs> you know, that that's you have those three guys. Like, that. they are the stars of the team. And when you have Valanciunas and Jaron Jackson – Valanciunas was on the floor for 23 minutes in this game, right and Jaron Jackson was on the floor for 18 minutes, just slightly over 18. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat anybody. Definitely not the Lakers. And that's you know JV is looking good. He has he not had a double double in every game so far. He missed the first game, the Heat he, game, the Heat and game. He, he played had seven points. And like a, one stat and everything else, and then the rest of them, he's had a double double. Okay, but he played the least amount of minutes yeah, in he that did. Heat game. He did, and that was really that was his first game. He played none in the preseason, and so you know conditioning was probably mm-hmm. an issue there. Um, but he is, and he's going to be a walking double double. That, that's just what Absolutely. you can bank on that from JV. He's going to be a walking double double. But against a team that has bigs like the Lakers, you have to have JV and Jaron on the floor. And I was looking at the play-by-play, and Jaron gets two fouls in the first quarter. And then, you know, he he sets out a little bit. And then he picks up his third foul in the second quarter with seven minutes left in the quarter. And he didn't play the rest of the half. And I, I didn't do the breakdown of how many minutes he played in the first half, but it wasn't a whole lot. You know, it was, it was 18 total in the game. Yeah. And th- that's just – it's not enough. I'm, I'm going to stop beating the dead horse on that. But you, you just – you can't win like that. And then later in the game, Sam was watching. And, and what happened, Sam? He, he picks up his fourth <laughs> foul he, he, and he goes off the court and then I'll let you take it from there. Oh, gosh, it was awful. So he literally – he comes back in the game. He's got four fouls, and he's out there for like he's like out there for like fifteen seconds or something. And boom, there's the fifth foul. And he just like puts his hands up, 
hands go down, he goes back and sits on the bench. I mean, it was just it was it was pathetic yeah. at that point. It was just like just the utter disappointment. It was just <laughs> awful. So I I looked it up. He was he was on the floor for exactly 17 seconds. That's close. He picked up his fourth foul. He sets out. He comes back in. He's on the floor for 17 seconds, and he picks up his fifth foul. Boom. Just like that. And that's... Of course, the refs were kind of handing them out to Anthony Davis. Not being biased or anything, but just saying. Anytime you get to the line 27 times, I feel like there may have been some questionable calls in that. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you look at him too hard, we're calling a foul. They did a few times. I blinked at him twice. They called one on me. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a tweet. um, It was after this game in the middle of the night. I was just up and I was kind of scrolling through Twitter. And this guy tweeted out. He said, Triple J wakes up in the morning, every morning with two fouls already. He sure does. <laughs> and I, I just busted out laughing. Like, and I'm, I'm laying in the good. bed, scrolling through my phone, and I read that, and I just started laughing. And I, I hate that that is so accurate because it seems like, at least in the early going in the season, he he just can't seem to stay out of the foul trouble. That's been that was last year too. I mean, it was last year, and it's carrying over to this year. It's yeah, he put it together a little bit toward the end of the year. Oh, right before he got hurt. That's right. Yeah, he he wasn't as productive though. Yeah, he when he was on the floor, he was scoring, mm-hmm. but on the defensive end, his defensive stats dropped dramatically. And I hate to see his defensive stats drop like that. But I'd rather have him on the floor. Yeah. If we got to lose a little bit defensively from him, I think that the Grizzlies gain so much on the offensive end that it's almost worth it for him to kind of fall back until he can work this out. One thing that I do think will help moving forward is when when Jonas gets off the minutes restriction because then, you know, the bigs, the, the dominating bigs, that's going to be Jonas's guy. And... Jaron's not going to be in as much foul trouble. He's going to be coming over for the help. He's not going to be one-on-one with those guys. Against the teams like the Lakers where they're running two seven-footers, it just is what it is. But let's face it, there's not many teams in the NBA that are going to be running out of lineup like what the Lakers have. It's just not there. Good point. But Jonas should be, in theory, is what they're saying. It's what they said on TV the other day. Jonas should be off the minute restriction next week. That's what they're saying. So, so are they saying that for Saturday's game next or week, for the like okay next week? Okay, they, they may have meant Saturday, but they said next week. So, I would say, I would say definitely bank on uh, the next next game next home yeah. game. So they got Monday then. So Monday against the Rockets at home, he that should be off. He the, should be off. That's what they said. That said next week. So. Yeah. I would well, assume that would be it, and if he does, and he did play twenty three minutes in the Lakers game, and he's looked good. I I, I haven't seen any signs of a mm-hmm. limp or anything like he's favoring that foot. So I'm I'm hoping Monday. My fingers are crossed. I'm gonna yes. be there. I'm gonna be at the the Grizzlies Rockets game Monday. I hope he is off of that minutes restriction. I hope that he plays the full game, and I hope James Harden tries to go the hoop. And he sends the ball about seven rows deep in the crowd. That would be fantabulous because <laughs> if you catch the ball, run off with it. Because I would. <laughs> and get arrested just for a basketball. They ain't catching me. 
I I will go to the store and buy you a basketball. They're like thirty five bucks. No. It's fine. <laughs> it's not the same. Jonas didn't block that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true, but it's still still not worth it. Not worth it at all. Not catching a felony over, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So one thing, uh, Sam and I were kind of looking at it. We were discussing it. I want to talk about assists versus turnovers. The Grizzlies are one and three right now. And this is their team assist, overall team assist for the three games that they lost. The Heat game, they had 22. The Bulls game, they had 24. And the Lakers game, the lowest of the season, they had 20, 20 team assists. In those games, they had a combined 63 turnovers. In the Lakers game alone, they allowed 30 points off of those turnovers. 30. If you cut those down in the in the so like the only win that we have that the Grizzlies have so far this season, the only win, they only had twelve turnovers. If they cut that twenty one turnovers against the Lakers down back to the twelve, that's nine less possessions off of turnovers. And with those nine less possessions, they don't score eighteen points. And that changes the final score just off of the turnovers from 120 to 91, takes it down to 102 to 91. Still an 11-point loss, but 11 points is not almost 30. And so that that's something, cleaning it up is, is something that the Grizzlies just, they, they have to do. And I expect to see a lot of, like growing pains with the the young team. I expect to see games that are sloppy, games where they have a ton of turnovers. They don't get as many assists. They're not rebounding well. I do expect to see that. But in the same token, I'm I'm optimistic. I I want to see maybe they just wake up one day and they put it all together and turn it around. You know, I, I'm Sam and I both have our, our win predictions for the season. I say 25. Sam says 35. I've since changed that, but I guess we're sticking Sam, with it. Sam is not changing it. <laughs> He's not. We're not going to allow it. Well, they, but, they need to wake up one day then and just get stuff going. That's, that's what they need to do. Then I get my 35 wins and I'm good. But they ha- they're going to have to do that, even even to get to the 25 mark. No you know, doubt. I'm surprised they, they've got a win this year. And they earned it. They, they did, really they did. They really did. Yes, it was. They they played well. That's the game that they put it together. Mm-hmm. They they shot the ball pretty decent from the field. Um, in the Nets game, in their only win so far this season, they had thirty three team assists and twelve turnovers. So that's nearly a three to one assist to turnover ratio. And if you can keep it at that, you're going to win a lot of games like that. If you're you're getting a lot of assists and you're not turning the ball over. I'd say you're, you win ninety percent of the time. Yeah, you're, you're going to win win quite a bit. So. Thirty five wins. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. We'll see. All right, so we're moving away from Sam's dream here. We're gonna do so to close out the show. We're gonna say three things that we like so far about the Grizzly season, and three things that we dislike. So, Sam, I'm going to let you lead off with it. What do you got? Hmm. Three things that I like. Jonas re-signed with him this year. <laughs> Big deal. 
I was so worried about that during the summer. Uh, another one would be they've got a really young team. They do. They've got a lot to learn. But next couple of years, they're not going to be young, so young anymore. They're going to look. Hopefully, thirty-five wins. Let's go. But we'll see. But yeah, th- that I definitely like. Third thing, New Jersey's come out on the twenty-third. Excited. Uh, hopefully, you're excited for that, and I know I am. Things that I dislike: minute restriction for Jonas. But hopefully, that's about to be over. The the JV super fan. If you haven't noticed, JV super fan over there. He yeah, he signed my thing. Number one fan, so it has to be. <laughs> Ugh. Another man. They're just they're so. What's the word? Not together right now. They're learning to play together. I don't like that. I wish they could just, you know, you you throw them out there. They know exactly what to do, and boom, they win. But, no, that's not going to happen. And a third thing. Hmm. Jaron Jackson picking up all those fouls. My goodness. He's just out there smacking people. All right, so Sam's three likes are JV signing an extension. Of course. And the youth are the upside Mm -hmm. of the Grizzlies. That's a good word, upside. That was the word I was looking for, yes. Okay, all right. And then your third thing that you liked was? The New Jerseys that they're coming out with. That's right. They're doing the throwback, the 20th anniversary. Yeah. The only thing that I wish was different with that jersey is the throwback green. I know where the Grizzlies came from. I realize that they moved from Vancouver to Memphis. But I would love it if the green throwback said Memphis instead of Vancouver. It doesn't say Memphis? It doesn't say Memphis. I thought it said Memphis. No, I'm... The black ones say Memphis. The black ones do say Memphis. But from what I have looked at in the pictures, the green ones are going to say Vancouver. Oh, I thought... I saw a picture where Jaron was wearing one that said Memphis. But maybe... Really? Maybe not. I'm not... I didn't see well, that. Well, it was a Photoshop, so it, they, they very well could have done that. So. Okay, yeah. I I think the official, like from what I've seen on the NBA website, I think that it's going to say so Vancouver. I'm still going to get one. I'm getting a black one then. It says Memphis. Yeah, I'm still going to get a green one. I, I'm I like, getting a green. Actually, Jonas getting a green and a black one, so yeah, yeah it's done. Sam's going to have 14 Grizzlies jerseys, and they're all going to say Valanciunas. If they come in different colors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so my three likes are going to be this. I like the amount of team chemistry that they have. That was one of Sam's dislikes. He doesn't like how they're disorganized and not playing together. And I think that comes with time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've discussed it a little bit. The Grizzlies have between four and six guys that are back from last year's team. So you do have to build chemistry. And I like where they're at knowing that most of these guys haven't played together. I, obviously, they need to build. They need to improve on that. But that would be my one like. My second like would be the fact I, I like Coach Jenkins. I like how he, you know, it's early in the season and he's changing the rotation around. He's not getting stuck in his ruts, you know, and that's something I think that you have to do you have to not be scared to make changes. The The coaches that you see be successful, they change their lineups. If they're struggling, they make adjustments. 
And that's what you have to do to win NBA games. That's one thing. Oh, gosh, who was the coach last year? Can't think of his name right now. For? Uh, uh, the Grizzlies. Oh, uh, bigger staff. Bigger staff. That's yeah. one thing he didn't do. Is like he just he, he. See, I could go on for days about this. Dylan Brooks was one that should have played last year. I understand he got hurt, but when he was healthy, he should have played. He should have been starting shooting guard last year, but no. Yeah, but, and that's. And look at him now. Yeah, I mean I, he he's had good games. Mm-hmm. He's still figuring it out, though, man. I I agree that he should have started last year. But he he still got a lot to figure out. He you does. Know, he was he was young last year. He's still young this year, and still has a lot to figure out. So I I can agree that maybe he should have started last year. Um, beginning of the season, they were starting Temple, right? Garrett Temple yeah. with the two troublemaker. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with that. But they were starting Temple over Brooks. I I think that Brooks probably should have had that spot. But maybe there was something in practice that we didn't see as to why he didn't. And maybe Bickerstaff's, you know, Bickerstaff not being willing to change is is the reason that he's mm-hmm. gone. You know. So anyway, I, I like Coach, Coach Jenkins. I like what he's got going on. And my too. my third like is how Jaws' game is translating into the NBA. And you know, I. I didn't watch him a lot in college. I saw the highlights, you know, when when he started getting the hype on Sports Center. I have a good friend of mine that he went to quite a few Murray State games. He's a big autograph guy. And so he was trying to go and get Jaws autograph. And he said he's like, This kid is he's next level. His game's gonna translate. And so far it, it definitely has. So he, he is showing exactly why the Grizzlies took him at the number two pick. He's made some incredible plays. His vision is outstanding. Um, fearless. Can't wait to see the first NBA poster because he he's going to absolutely murder somebody with, with a dunk. He, he just goes right at them, and I love that. The three dislikes for me, and it's tough. There's a lot of stuff that I dislike. Not that I'm a pessimistic person, but um, just a lot of things I feel like the team needs to work on. Number one dislike is Jaron and all the foul trouble. Agreed. I said it earlier. I think that that gets better when Valanciunas is off the minutes restriction because Jaron and Jonas are going to be on the floor together quite a bit, and that's going to take some of the defensive responsibility off of Jaron. He's going to be guarding a four instead of a five, and I think that makes a big difference. I think when with the NBA and the way that it's going, you have a lot more stretch fours now than what you did in the past. So Jaron guarding somebody on the perimeter is much different than guarding somebody down low. Um, another dislike for me um, – Man, I, I honestly, I, I hate to say it, but Dylan Brooks so far this year is a dislike for me. He just, he hasn't, he's had one one good game. I want to see him get it going. And I'm not, man, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon like the guys with Goodrich. The, the, the negativity, the stuff that I'm seeing spewed over Goodrich on social media right now. I'm not going to do that with Dylan Brooks. But... I need to see more consistency from him. If he's not going to be consistent, you have a lot of young guys on this team that 
you that that deserve a shot. You know, Grayson Allen played well in the preseason. He played well in the summer league, and he's getting some minutes right now. He hasn't been super productive, but maybe if you put him out there with the starters, he gets better looks. Um, you've got a guy like Josh Jackson that's starting the season in the G League. Maybe if Dylan continues to struggle, we see Josh Jackson. I don't know. I, I truly believe at some point during the season the Grizzlies will call Jackson up. I think that that's going to happen. Um, but I, I think that's going to be further down the road. I think that's after Iguodala gets traded and they stack up some more draft picks. And my third thing that I dislike about the team is just the turnovers. I want to see them taking care of the ball. Uh, and, and that's something comes with experience and learning the speed of the game. So I think that those things are definitely going to improve. We'll see. Fully expected to take some lumps this year and maybe even next year. We're going to improve toward the end of the year and just going to get better. The guys are going to have a little more experience for next year. Uh, got the, the draft coming, no telling what they're going to get in the draft, where their draft picks are going to fall. But it's, it's going to be interesting, and I'm enjoying watching the pace and the excitement. Um, Grizzlies may be the most exciting bad team to watch in the NBA this year. I'll agree with that. Yeah. I'll agree with that one. All right, guys, that's all we've got for today. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at dwill2111. Sam, where can we find you? I'm also on Twitter. It is uh, SammyB1118. That is a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. All right, until next time, go Go Grizz. Go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.